Yeah, it's that time we talk to our President and CEO of the D-backs, Derek Hall, who joins us on the 72 Sold Sports Line. Derek, the D-backs are going streaking. <laughs> We're playing well, that's for sure, Vince. I, uh, you know, it's it's funny to hear Nancy Pelosi's voice there. I just saw her. We uh, just got back from D.C. We had our annual legislative dinner, and so we get to hear from her. We hear from Chuck Schumer. We hear from Mitch McConnell, and we we host our Congress uh, men and women, and also our senators. And it was a, a nice event, nice dinner, and an owners' meeting as well. But I just just saw her and heard from her, and we have a lot of fans in D.C. But uh, they're all so excited with the way we're playing our our own uh, delegation there. So it's been it's been nice to hear how people are excited about this team right now. All right. So is what what we've seen here. This this really should be, for all intents and purposes, two consecutive sweeps by the team going into the trade deadline. And, and does that create any weirdness in terms of all right, what do we do here, or or is there a belief that that long term, long term, we've got to stay committed to long-term? Yeah, great question. And Dan, I think, you know, we, as we said before, I don't think this changes our approach at all. We're trying to, to get this team ready uh, for, you know, 2023 and beyond. Um, are, are we still in it this year? Yeah, you know, we're, we're six and a half out of a wild card spot. Anything can happen. You see how teams have gotten hot in the other league, like like Baltimore. It's fun to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, we certainly are playing better. You mentioned it. I mean, we should have had consecutive sweeps and, and we let one get away from us with Washington. But to, to finish, as we talked about last week, to finish the first half, losing eight out of 11 was, was pretty devastating in, in a lot of one-run games. And now we've won six out of seven, as you say, should be seven out of seven. Um, and we've outscored the opponent. I, I, I looked, I think it's 39 to 13. So we're, we're doing everything well. And, and again, whatever moves we, we might possibly make here at the deadline, which is right around the corner on the second, it's it's going to be to to improve this team, this major league roster. Uh, it's not about acquiring young prospects at this time. It's it's really about making moves that are you know selling and buying at the same time. I think as, as I mentioned, Mike and his staff have been really good at the last couple of years. Derek Hall, president and CEO of the Diamondbacks, our guest here on the uh, Big Leader Murata Morning Show. Uh, one of the things that has stood out this year, but really during this stretch of baseball after the All-Star break, Derek, is the, is the style of play. I think collectively yeah. this is probably the fastest Diamondbacks team ever. And they're really using it to their advantage. And the way Tory is, you know, calling for play, like we saw the squeeze play yesterday that, that turned the game around. Yeah, Alec Thomas and Jake McCarthy taking extra bases or tagging up on shallow fly balls and using their speed to create havoc. I mean, is that going to be a cornerstone of, of, of the way this major league team plays moving forward? Yeah, I think that's you're right. I mean, this is a, it's a very aggressive base running team, and it has made a difference. But when you have the youth and you have the legs that we have, you mentioned some of those those uh, you know speedsters, and and it's nice to see that we have them. And when you have several players, let you know that's that's just on the base paths. But when you have several players that can play center field mm-hmm. and they're all over the outfield, that tells you that you're going to have that athleticism and speed in the in the outfield as well, which is fun to see. But but again, it's really about these young players who are who are gaining confidence they're having fun they are very aggressive on the base paths and dave mckay and Tori lavello that's how they want to play and if you just put the ball in play anything can happen like the herrera play that you referred to it's fun to see and i'm i'm so proud of the way jake mccarthy's playing right now josh rojas is turning into a star uh, dalton Varshow, show the way he's playing alec thomas looks so comfortable and the other beauty there vince is that 
These are left-handed batters that yeah. I've mentioned that are facing really good left-handed pitching. And usually when you have a young player, you have a tendency to platoon. You don't want them to face left-handers. You want them to you know, develop over years, and then eventually you ease them into facing lefties. These kids are thrown into the fire. They're facing lefties, and they're contributing, and they're succeeding. All right, Derek, Drew Jones and his shoulder injury uh, just days after signing oh, with the on. team. Is come that on, Dick. I'm sorry, man. Is this a stupid coincidence? Is there a fear there might have been a pre-existing injury you missed? What are your thoughts on it? No, I don't think so. Okay. It, it's a freak accident, but we could say that now thrice, right? Right. Um, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, when we when we signed Dansby Swanson and, and he went and played, he got hit in the face and had the fracture. Um, then, of course, you know, Corbin Carroll blows his shoulder out on a home run swing yep. and needs surgery. And Jordan Lawler last year diving <laughs> for a ball ends up blowing his shoulder out and has surgery. And now poor Drew Jones in his first official uh, you know batting practice on Monday. Um, you, you know, we're, we're the prognosis is not great, uh, but these guys are young. They bounce back. If you look at the year that Carroll has had and that Lawler has had, they got over it, which is encouraging, and they've both been promoted a level you know, as a result of having all-star years. So I'm, I'm convinced that he will recover quickly. He's 18 years old. I just feel terrible for the kid. He was excited to get out there and start his professional career, um, but, but it'll, it'll, uh, it'll be something that we'll rehab and watch and treat and make sure that he gets over quickly. Derek Hall, our guest here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Uh, again, going back to the trade deadline looming August 2nd. I'm curious, we always hear, you know, it's for the future of the franchise, and and there's no doubt about that. We also get hit with the reality that sports is a business, but from an organizational standpoint, and I don't even want to name names, I think people can figure out what I'm saying, but how difficult is it for an organization to come to the point where it's time to unload a player who has been so instrumental to the success of the organization and has given you everything he's had for close to to a decade at at the uh, at the major league level. I mean, I mean uh, the emotions have to get involved. The humanity has to get involved. How difficult is that? Yeah, and I, I think you're referring to players, so let's just say that rhyme with uh, Maul Boldschmidt. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I agree. It is tough, and especially with, with someone like that, you know, who, who is still such a good friend of the organization. And, and we talked about how, you know, his home run in the All-Star game. This is one guy that we cheer for, right? And, the, and these are players that, that mean a lot to us. And, and there's names that are out there right now on our roster that are rumored because mm-hmm. it just makes sense to, to throw those names out, knowing what happens at trade deadlines. If there are players who are in their final year of their, of their contract, I mean, these are, you know, they, they can help other teams. That's why they, the names are out there and rumored. We're getting calls on a lot of players, not just those that are rumored. We're getting calls on players that are young, that are succeeding, that we've talked about already in this interview. And so there's, there's a lot of tire kicking going on, but it is tough, Vince, and especially with, with these players that we've moved on from in the past. Um, it hurts, you know, and, and, and it's tough on fans, too. And, and you're right. Is it the business? Yes. Uh, but it, it's, it's personal. We know their families. They know our families. They're part of the family. That's always the worst part of, of making a trade is having to say goodbye to a player. I remember years ago when we, when we traded Ian Kennedy, who, you know, thank goodness is back. And I, I don't know if he wants me to share this with him, but at the time, Kevin Towers was our GM, and we're in San Diego at the trade deadline. And he asked me if I would help with you know, go to Ian's room with him and let him know. And, and, and guys, the three of us cried. Uh, you know, here are three grown men crying because we've, we've 
you know, let a player know that he's been traded. It's very tough. Yeah. And the beauty is you can always get them back like we did in this case, or you could always have a player come back and work for you because they do mean that much to you. But I can tell you, in most cases, they, they leave with class and dignity and they say thank you for everything that we've done for them and their families. And it's just it's tough to turn the page. Um, but the door is never closed. Here's what's also tough. We're sitting here feeling optimistic about these last two series that the Diamondbacks have won. And yet we're hearing rumors that Juan Soto might end up with the Padres and and Shohei Otani might be traded to the Dodgers. And it's like a reminder of some of the obstacles in your uh, organization, in our organization's uh, path. Has Major League Baseball institutionally done enough to try to level out that playing field? Is there more that can be done or is it just up to you guys to find a plan B to, to, to be able to compete with them? Yeah, really good question. I, I think um, there, there's more that can be done. I think it will be. I know that the, the commissioner talks about that, you know, trying to create more parity all the time. Um, and and I, think, uh, I think there's ways that we can do that. We obviously all have to grow our revenues to a level where we, where we can uh, because teams like ours, you know, all of our revenues go right back into the, the product on the field. And so the more that we can, we can generate and we'll get creative in doing so, uh, the more that we'll be able to put into our payroll. But, Dan, you're, you're exactly right. However, it does show, you know, what happens to, to teams in markets similar to ours if they're, not, um, if they're not succeeding or if they need to, you know, to make major moves with a player like Soto. I mean, and this is a guy that's still under under control for a couple of years. I mean, mm-hmm. I haven't seen a guy go to the market, and I shouldn't be talking about a, a player from another team, but I haven't seen a guy go to a, go to the market with a couple of years of control and the the ability and talent that he has. There's, you know, no wonder that every team is is uh, talking about interest in him, and that you're hearing about large markets that are just, you know, frothing trying to trying to get him on their roster. It's going to be an exciting uh, trade deadline, and you know, when teams are are in a position to to move. Um, that's when you know you, you start to see these big names go out there, and you start to see the aggressive nature of teams that have the ability and and the resources to do so. Here's an out of the box thought for you, Derek. On that front, uh, you know, college okay. football is certainly setting the example for the rest of the sports world. So, why don't the D-backs just pick up and move to the AL Central? <laughs> <laughs> why don't we just get LA to Tra- move to the Midwest? Tradition be damned, you know. Yeah, yeah with, with with or without our rivals. I mean, you know, I know how you feel about ASU and you. A sticking together. So we yes. got to do that. If we're going to move, we're going to move with our rivals. Do what's best for the <laughs> D-backs. <laughs> yeah, we're always going to do what's best for us. Derek, right? As Vic says, you know. Yeah. Uh, Derek, always great to talk to you, man. We'll talk to you uh, next week.